Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. So hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the EHE podcast. This week, we've got a very special one because I'm joined by Guy and I'm also joined by Nigel Lombard from Peppercorn, who is the first entrepreneur investment that we've made with EHE Capital. So hi, Guy. Hi, Nigel. How are you both? All good, Nari. Thank you. Hi, Nigel. Hi, Nigel. Hey, hey, yeah, very well. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Right. So is this your first podcast? What have you done others? Indeed. Is it? Is it? Everyone is yeah. pleasantly surprised afterwards that it's better than they thought it would be. So, I, I just I'll tell you a quick story before we mm. get into the nitty gritty Nari. But I did one yesterday with a guy called Doctor Bill, and Doctor Bill is as you imagine with a name like that. That's what he, you had to call him, and he's a he's a celebrity dentist. Would you believe based in Beverly Hills? So it's quite random. He's got a foundation which supports. 15 to 19 year olds who come from maybe poorer backgrounds and make the right kind of career decisions and looks at, you know, potentially starting their own business. So they get various celebs on. They've had some real kind of A-listers as well as the Z-listers like myself and, and Dave Zampano, my business partner in the, in, in the States, but really interesting podcast. Oh, you've got big shoes to fill now then, Nigel. Is that what you're trying to say, Guy? <laughs> I'm up against a celebrity dentist. <laughs> so you need to kick off with a celebrity story for us. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a demo for it. Don't worry. I don't, think I've, I don't think I've got any. So what would be really useful first off, Nigel, if you could just give us a brief intro into Peppercorn. What, what's Peppercorn? What's it do? Sure, no problem. Peppercorn. So the idea is all about transforming the car insurance customer experience. And the, the markets, particularly with car insurance, is absolutely right for it. So what we're doing is combining technology and data, and we're creating an automated self-service platform. And that's actually powered by a digital assistant, which is utilizing AI. So what we're doing is uh, using digital channels, data, technology, and automation uh, to radically lower the costs associated with car insurance. And what that means uh, is that we can then pass it on by way of lower premiums to consumers. and at the heart of all of this, what we're really trying to do is give the control or empower, if you will, our customers so that they can use the, their digital channel of choice at their convenience, whatever time of day that they want. No more call centers, no more fixed online forms, a fully flexible digital self-service. Um, so access anytime, anywhere through pretty much any digital uh, medium. So really trying to transform the world of car insurance in a nutshell. Brilliant. Thank you. That's really interesting. You would think, wouldn't you, especially now, anything that's going to present a saving to customers in given kind of how everything's increased over the last few months is going to be very well received by the, the general public. And Guy, I suppose over to you, when when did you first come into contact with Nigel? What's the story? What What stood out for you? Well, I mean, the story is that we spoke to quite a few companies, quite frankly, over the last probably three or four months that we've since we've launched. And genuinely, and I'm not just saying this because Nigel's on the call, these guys stood out. And the reason they stood out is that they have such an experienced team. It was all about the team. And actually, you know, um, when we set EHE up, we always assumed and imagined that we were going to support high growth funding. And we thought on a niche would be between sort of half a million and five million kind of funding because it's an underserved part of the market. And 
But we we thought we wouldn't be supporting startups. We thought we'd be supporting high growth companies. And actually, Nigel and his team kind of blew that out of the water. And you know, as as you're aware, Gary and I, uh, what we call quick starts, so we kind of make fairly quick decisions. We just really enjoyed hearing about the story from the team, not just about what they were going to do, i.e., what Nigel's just discussed, but the backgrounds of these guys. They're all massively experienced not just in the corporate world and in the insurance industry, but also in the startup world with several startups behind them, some of them. So that was the, the, the key thing. And then secondly, I think, you know, the idea, as always, you know, that's obviously really important. But, you know, you can have a really good idea, but if you don't have the team behind it to drive the idea forward, it'll never make it. It's as simple as that. So the team is always first. So then the sort of the idea, but then... It's a fintech company, right? So the the really important thing for us is that the technology works. So, you know, I had several people sit down with Nigel uh, Atoll and his tech team and discuss the the technologies and why they've made the decisions they had, how they were going to do this. Why now is the right time to launch this product? Is it at the tipping point where this technology now is really quite good and therefore, you know, will make life much easier for the increasingly aware younger folk that want to use mobile phones all the time or tablets to do business and actually they only want to speak to somebody when they want to speak to somebody so in other words they're quite happy going down the purely digital route and if they don't speak to someone that's fine but if they do want to speak to someone because they've got a bit of an issue that they just can't quite figure out then there's there's people there so you know the technology was the the third really important aspect that we we looked at during the due diligence as well well, thank you. And Nigel, just a sort of quick word on your team, because that came across really strong then when Guy was talking about it. So how did you build such a strong team? Have they been with you a long time? I know it's something that a lot of the startups and entrepreneurs we talk to have a real dilemma with. Will you just talk us through that? Yeah. So uh, there's probably a few elements that are worth understanding. First of all, in terms of EHE, we were pretty early in our stage, if you will, in many ways. In some ways, and indeed, we'd been speed dating with one or two VCs and uh, angels in advance. And, and what we found from, from all of that was that actually VCs in particular, because we were looking for you know, reasonably significant investments, because uh, it costs quite a lot of money to enter the uh, car insurance market. The VCs tend to have a very uh, tick box approach to how they go about selecting whoever they invest with. And... All the feedback was, and I will come back to your um, question, all the yeah. feedback was a great team, and I'll, I will come back to that. Great idea, uh, great concept and everything. But and this was the standard reply, too early, too early. And that's because you know, we just didn't quite fit the mould. And therefore, one of the things that sort of stood out when we were speaking to EHE was, um, and this is where I try and answer your question, because you know, it does connect, is that what, what I found at EHE, and I talk about EHE, Guy and Gary, you know, at the front and centre, that those two guys as entrepreneurs themselves, and uh, therefore highly experienced, understand the slings and arrows of, of being on, on both sides, if you will. They really understood and bought into the people. Even though we're a high-tech business, it's actually all about the people. The tech doesn't work on its own. You know, great ideas don't work on their own. You actually, you really have to have the, uh, the people. And what set DHE, and particularly Guy and Gary, therefore, um, apart from, from really much everybody else that we saw, was that they could be bespoke, they could make their decisions really quickly. They understood critically that it's all about the people. So therefore, which is very much on the same agenda as, as my values, my personal values, when I set about setting up Peppercorn, I'm sort of probably 
uh, longer in the tooth or another way of saying experienced, shall we say, what I did, I knew the value of, of the people and the importance of having the right people in a particular startup, well, in any working environment. So hand-selected, and this did take a bit of time, but effectively hand-selected what I uh, today am incredibly proud of in terms of a bunch of people that were of, uh, of a like mind in terms of values, significantly experienced, had demonstrable capability and had a really common ambition, which was now's the time to set something up. And we all agreed on this idea, or they believed the idea, and as do I, and as do we all got behind it. The idea and, and the people almost attracted more of the great people. So I'm really, really proud of what, what I've set up in terms of an incredibly awesome team. And therefore, it made it a reasonably compelling proposition to like-minded people like Guy and Gary to explain this is, this is all about the people. Yes, we've got the idea and here's you know, proof of concept. Um, and that's when it all came together. But ultimately, to answer your question more directly, it's about having the right network, mm-hmm. uh, the right people, selecting the right people, and having highly aligned values. That's, that's what I would summarise it as. Can I just add to that, Nairi, yeah, as well? Because it's not something Nigel can talk about this, but you know, having talked to a number of the team on an individual basis, I think you know, Nigel's one of the key reasons why the team have you know, left secure, well-paid jobs to join him on you know this ride and he clearly commands a huge amount of respect in the industry and among his team they've got great belief in him and that's really important as well from a a leadership point of view you need somebody at the helm who does command that respect and people have the the absolute belief that that this this really can work interesting thank you i know it's something we talk about a lot isn't it but it feels like the team have validated peppercorn as much as as the product which is which is really interesting so nigel how did you come across ehe then you mentioned obviously you you had been going to different vcs and had that feedback about it didn't they liked it but didn't quite fit how did you come across ehe or guy and gary i'd love to say that it was some very <laughs> well thought out uh, process however i think in practice we would spoken to a number of vcs and that, that was becoming challenging, although one or two had got really quite close. Just building on the network of, of our people, ultimately, it was actually one of uh, the NEDs uh, of Peppercorn, know somebody that's sort of known to, uh, to EHE or knew that EHE were forming. And I think personally knows either Guy or Gareth, a chap that shall remain nameless, and be won't give his surname away, that's unfair. <laughs> so actually, it was a connection through that route. And looking back at it, EHE, as you've already said, with the very first sort of venture. So EHE wasn't really sort of up and running. And in fact, we're probably slightly ahead of the curve and, you know, probably caught Guy and Gary slightly, um, slightly unawares in a way, but because they're sort of quick decision makers and, you know, interested in people, it, it aligned very quickly. So I guess in some ways it was a, a fortunate, a very fortunate connection. The stars align, Nigel. Yeah. The stars align. Yeah. And I think we've been, guinea pig would be harsh, but I think we've been the first through the process and you know, overall we've, we've, we've come out and we're all happy and you know, friendly and uh, we've also shared feedback in a very positive and constructive way. And again, that's, that's, a, that's in a roundabout way of mm. giving Guy and Gary a compliment because what they do is work collaboratively. And I think that's really, really important and, mm. and probably sets EHE apart again, as well as the bespoke nature and, the, um, and when ultimately it was revealed to me, because I didn't know this, what EHE stood for, it all made sense. You know, the penny dropped there. Yeah. It is entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs. And that's what we really, really, really like. And kind of that's how we ultimately kind of found uh, EHE through a friend who was an entrepreneur who, who knew EHE. 
and again, it's the power of the network, isn't it? You talked about that in terms of how you build your team, but actually, ultimately, that gave you the introduction, which which led to investment. And then, Guy, obviously, we had that conversation with Nigel. Obviously, you you took that away and then sort of pitched that to to investors, etc. How easy was it to to pitch, given the the information that you had? What was the kind of next stage of the process? Well, as Nigel said, actually, it's, it's been a massive learning experience for us because this is the, the first time we've done this. And what's been interesting is that the institutional investors that we spoke to, we actually had the same issue that Nigel and his team faced, that it was just too early for them. So what we ended up doing was using the power of the network again, mm-hmm. that word, and we reached out, first of all, to the people that we, we knew really quite well and trusted us, and you know, and we had the conversations with them. So there's quite a few people that we've come across over the years that are investing. So they're, they're basically entrepreneurs themselves, which is what it's all about. EHE, as Nigel said, entrepreneurs help entrepreneurs. We're looking for successful, high net worth individuals that want to do something a little bit more interesting and fun with ill-gotten gains rather than just sticking it in the stock market. And wherever possible, we we tried to find investors that had some relevance as well. Some were there because they had some money and, and you know, that's obviously important, but some are there because they've also got industry experience and, you know, that's also very helpful. So yeah, that's that's kind of how we went to the, the market in the end. And you know, on the back of that, actually, we've been building out a platform over the last 12 months or so. If you don't mind, I'll just spend two minutes talking about this. So if you go to ehe.capital, you'll come across this platform. And if you're seeking investment, simply click on the button. And there's a load of really useful content there, by the way, which is a, another pillar of ours. So podcasts like this that I think are informative to other entrepreneurs and there's a few aimed at investors as well. I think Gary and I have probably done close to 60 of these now over the past 18 months. And there's some really useful content on pitch decks and you know the, the pitfalls and what you should be looking out for. And one of our pillars is to educate entrepreneurs to make sure they make the right decisions along the investment process. And the other thing we've, we've, we're trying to do with the platform is that we want to try, and this may happen straight away or it may take us some time. I'm not too sure yet. We want to give entrepreneurs the choice of investors. So we don't just want to find one and then go off. Oh, we found one, a few. There you go. We found your investor. We want to find them three investors and give them a choice because very often entrepreneurs really don't have that choice. They only have that one investor. And there are good investors out there and there are not so good investors out there. And if you're desperate and you don't have the you know, the ability to to turn around and say, actually, uh, you're not right for us, but th- this other one that we've been speaking to is, then you might make some bad decisions. So the idea of the platform is that entrepreneurs who are looking for funding for, for high growth will come along and they submit the pitch deck, answer a few questions, literally 15 minutes, if that. It goes through our system and it goes eventually to what we slightly cruelly call our dementors. And these guys are highly experienced, usually financial guys, but also experienced in the high growth world, working with sort of small and medium-sized companies and, and, and kind of going through the pains that they go through. So they, they kind of know this area really well. And they have a look and, and decide whether you know, it's a really good opportunity. And if it's not, actually, what happens then is that we do send a note to say, look, on this occasion, you've you've not gone through to the investor stage. And we say why, and we point them in the direction of hopefully some useful material that will allow them to either correct or improve the areas that we feel are lacking. And that 
will hopefully educate them. It will also help make them much more attractive to the investors. And if they get through to that investor stage, if they get this EHE stamp of approval, if you like, then you know we push them through to any of the relevant investors on our platform. And that some of those will be institutional, some of those will be high net worths. Really, then it's up to the entrepreneur to decide which one is the most suitable for them, assuming that people like their team uh, and like their idea. Real, thank you. No, it's really interesting. And we're definitely ready now to start accepting, like you say, applications from other entrepreneurs that are interested in that fast growth and funding, but equally from investors that you know don't want to miss out on the next peppercorn that's going to come through. Because obviously it was a bit of a manual process. We're now ready to automate it, aren't we? So, and Nigel, what's next for, for you and peppercorn? What's the plans now? The funds in secure? We are incredibly busy developing our platform and readying ourselves for launch, launch to market. So we'll be selling car insurance as soon as we possibly can. Regulatory approval, and we've got our plans ready for host trading as well. Lots of work going on, primarily um, software development, finalizing various supply contracts and things like that. And yeah, one or two final pieces of um, the jigsaw to, uh, to put into place around some of the people, but no no sort of key hires outstanding, really. I think we've broken the back of that. So uh, yeah, we're just heads down, incredibly busy focusing on getting live. Yeah. And you're a remote first team, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We're um, highly um, remote. We were born in COVID times, but the, the operating model was always pre, uh, even pre-COVID was to be um, remote because we are by definition uh, a very lean organisation. We don't have large offices and call centres, and that indeed helps reduce the uh, reduce the costs. We're highly automated, so our modus operandi is very much about automation and being smart and applying our experiences rather than throwing resources and manual resources at, at things um, and fixing fixing problems. So yeah, getting getting it more right first time. Very much a lean principle, technology and automation, digital self service. Which back to the timing of this. It couldn't be any better in many ways, not just for regulatory changes that have happened recently, but um, the adoption and acceleration of the take-up of digital channels like WhatsApp and obviously the web across the whole age range. Mm. Fantastic timing. It was already happening, but it's only been accelerated by the lights of COVID. But yeah, fully fully remote in all senses by design. Well, and final question for you, Nigel. So what's your one piece of advice to any entrepreneur that's just about to embark on the funding process? I'm not going to be constrained by one, Nairi. Oh, go on, go for it. <laughs> but but I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a few. Um, I mean, yeah. There's no sort of silver bullet to this. I think I probably would say this, and it's kind of obvious some of these things, but um, for me, absolutely get a great team in place because nobody's going to invest if, if you haven't got the right people involved. Have a really robust business plan. Again, who's going to invest if, if your numbers aren't uh, up to shape and justifiable and you know rational? Obviously, have a great idea be able to communicate it. So therefore having a really, really good, I can't sort of size this enough, a really good pitch deck that succinctly in a sort of semi-entertaining, clear manner presents your pitch. Those, that's your, um, that's your shop window. And if, if those things aren't in place, you know, you haven't got a, you haven't got a chance. So um, spend time putting that in place. And I think something that the guy said, which absolutely um, chimes with me, which is, continually improve. So every time you get a knock back, trust me, you will learn to love uh, rejection, if you will, but continually improve, ask for feedback, get the feedback, listen to it, and then consider it and, and apply it if you think it's relevant. 
So continually learn, even when you're embarking upon the um, whole investment process, continually learn, because only by doing that will you ultimately uh, win and almost went without saying, but um, you know, the idea really is the easy part. So, so easy. It's implementing it. It's really hard. So you have to be just incredibly determined, incredibly persistent, and therefore, ultimately, your confidence is going to be tested. So if you're not confident in what you're doing, you kind of give up to begin with. You've got to be confident and you've got to be happy that you know that you can deliver this and be able to successfully communicate that. Okay, that's amazing. Thank you so much. Anything else you want to add, Guy? No, just to emphasize some of the stuff that Nigel mm-hmm. said there, you know, one of the key ones for me, you know, we've, we've talked about the team. So obviously you've got to have the team, the idea, the tech kind of in place. That's a given. But you've got to be able to tell the story and that you tell the story. You, you've only got a limited time span to catch somebody's attention. And so your storytelling, which is usually a pitch deck, if you can support that with maybe a video or, or whatever as well, then you know, very short video, then you should do that. But the pitch deck has to tell the story about the team, the idea and where this thing's going, what's the vision and what can it achieve? And you have to think things from the investor's perspective. So many pitch decks we see from the entrepreneur's perspective and not the investor's perspective. So think about what the investor will be looking for. And that's really, you know, what you're aiming your pitch deck at. Brilliant. Thank you. Thanks both very much. That was really interesting. And I've really enjoyed hearing more about Pepcorn. Obviously, I've heard a lot from Guy and Gary, but it's nice to hear it from you, Nigel. And we'll pop the link to the Pepcorn website at the bottom of the podcast if anybody else wants to find out more about it. And obviously, we'll link some of the other resources as well that, that we've touched on in this in this podcast. Don't forget, we do have the EHE community. So if you would like to apply for funding or submit a pitch deck, there is a process on the EHE Capital website. But equally, if you're not quite ready yet and you do want to benefit from some of those resources and be part of that community that we're building, then there's also a link on there for you to register for the community. Equally, investors, if you do not want to miss another peppercorn that's going to come along, then please register as an investor on the website and we'll be able to send you all of those relevant opportunities as well. Thanks, guys, very much. That was really interesting. I'll um, speak to you all next week. Thanks, Larry. Nigel, nice to meet you. Thanks, Nigel. Yes, yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks, Guy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital for further insights and to join the EHE community.